This is Becoming Inclusive from the Kaleidoscope Group, where we're thinking differently about diversity, equity, and inclusion for more empowered people at work. We're committed to real change, and that begins with real conversations. Welcome in. Hi, I'm Reggie Ponder, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Inclusive. I'm here with my co-host, Catherine Potts. Hey, Kat, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Always glad to be on here chit-chatting with you. And today, it's just you and me. <laughs> it's just you and me. I think what we did is that all the people who've been calling us and saying, hey, I'd like to be on the podcast, we said, we just want to talk about something that we want to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> nah, to Brian and and and... Lindsay, Lindsay, all those people that we occasionally it just needs to be you and I. So, so that's really good. You know, um, one of the things that we've talked a lot about you and I is what does loyalty look like between a company and an individual? And I, 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 I'm, I'm such a sports person and I'm always thinking, what does that look like? When my favorite, when the guy leaves my favorite team or a woman leaves my, my favorite team, is it, is it okay for them to leave? But then what does it look like when they get traded? <laughs> so so uh, I want to bring that into our discussion as it relates to companies. Is that what, do, what are people looking for when we talk about loyalty? And as an employee, what am I looking for from a company? But also, what do we kind of see companies looking for from individuals as well? And do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah. And I honestly, I think it's like evolved a lot, you know, because I feel like even five, 10 years ago, loyalty looked kind of rigid, right? And I think now it looks a little bit different because more people in the workplace are wanting that sort of like quote unquote work-life balance <laughs> that we've talked about, which I think has sort of impacted what loyalty to your company looks like and what those boundaries look like as well. Yeah. And so if I'm, if I'm looking at a, and the reason I think this is important in terms of what we talk about uh, overall is that I think that loyalty looks different for each individual. And I think that that becomes tough when you're a, a company. So women, some women may feel that loyalty looks like a good maternity leave package. Mm. Is that if, you're, if you're taking care of me from uh, making sure that I, I can take care of my, my newborn child, that's that now we're talking. You're the kind of benefits that you provide me and and my spouse. That's that's loyalty. Is that right. my, my my for men? It may be the same thing. Is that you provide me with uh, leave to go and and help out. Well, and sometimes it, loyalty looks like I you're never going to fire me or furlough me because I work so hard. Right. It doesn't even matter. That that you might need something different. Right. That that uh, I'm not ready for the next level, but because I've done all the things that I've done, you're just going to keep me on, and you're going to keep me on forever. And yeah. but I think that what you're so right about, Cat, is it looks so different today. My wife is coming on 28 years of working with the company that she's been working for. 
I, I don't know a lot of people in your in your generation that are thinking, yeah, I, I think I work for a company for 28 years. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Kaleidoscope Group is the longest that I've ever been at a company. Um, and it honestly had nothing to do with loyalty, which is what's like kind of interesting with this conversation. It had more to do with not feeling fulfilled where I was, not feeling seen in some places or just not fit or just, you know, I'm no longer really learning that much here anymore. I'm going to kind of move on. Right. Um, but if you, you know, in my early 20s, I never thought that I'd be at a company for this long. Like, even when I think about it, I'm like, it's only been almost five years, which isn't that long. But for me, I really never thought that I would even get to a place to be because for me, and I think probably my generation too, sometimes there's also that mentality of like the grass is greener. So there's a lot, a lot of different aspects that play into that. Um, but no, I, you know, these days you don't hear many people that are like, I'm going to say with this company for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, and, and so that really does impact how companies start to look at individuals. Yeah. That's say, true. Okay. I, I know this person is not going to stay here more than five years, more than three years in, in some cases, because you guys, uh, you folks uh, in your generation and below are leaving jobs really about two, yeah, two years. Yeah, quickly. Yep. Two, That's what I mean for me. Years. That was it around a year, two years, basically. A two year stint. And that used to be frowned upon, in fact. Yep. But 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 I, I think that you've changed the marketplace in that in that regard. So yeah. companies have to say, okay, loyalty is gonna to me is gonna look like developing this person as best as I can to be the best person that they can. So hopefully they'll stay, but, but definitely when they leave, they will not bad mouth my company. Yeah. They will, yeah. They will tell, I, I, I'm thinking, this is just me, you know, coming off the dome here, but I'm thinking companies are saying at minimum, I gotta, I have to stop the, the bad mouthing. So when the person leaves, they say, no, I just moved on because I saw something different or I wanted something different or there was a better opportunity, but not because I dislike this particular company. Is that do you think I'm in the ballpark with that or am I off? Um, I think that's I honestly that's a perspective I never really considered, but I actually think there's probably a lot of truth to that. Um, because if you are looking at somebody's resume and you see they've only stayed at a place one or two years, but you think that they're like very qualified for the role, then yeah, you probably are thinking what's you know, how what does what will loyalty look like to us? right? As however that company defines it and how can we possibly make the most out of this person? Um, because there's also risk in if you were to pick somebody over that individual just because they are known to stay at a company for a long time, you don't even know the inner workings of what that kind of loyalty looked like when they were there. There's all sorts of things that can happen that keep somebody somewhere longer that have nothing to do with loyalty. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and maybe... You know, in my generation, that that whole thing of loyalty was kind of messed up. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll keep you if as, as because you've been here for a long time and I don't want to fire you. I know many people have been in that kind of situation. I'm not saying my wife, but my wife is good at her job. Uh, <laughs> so, 
But then at the same time, there might be people who say, well, I'll stay because I don't want to leave you in a lurch. Overall, you're a good company. Even though I have been getting some offers and some 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 nibbles here or there, but I like you, you like me, we'll just we'll just stay together as long as we can stay together. That's that's not a really good marriage, I don't think. But yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think that also be, can become sort of toxic over time because now you're are you actually developing the person? Now are you helping the company? Are you making the right decisions for the company by having this weird like relationship <laughs> with the individual and vice versa? I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you a story really quick. Actually, I oh, third uh, time. Story yeah. Time. <laughs> Story time, kids. Here we go. Yeah. So I uh, worked for this company. Obviously, I'm not going to say the company, but um, in my mind, I had done many things that proved my loyalty to them. Many things. And I had actually been but like what? Like what? Give me give me a sense for what, so what, what, what did loyalty look like to you? In, in my terms mind, of what- it was, you know, letting them know about things that could have put the company at a really huge risk showing up when others weren't able to. Um, I'd like to add in that I was bringing in the most money <laughs> at that time. So I was de- I was definitely helping from that that standpoint consistently. Um, and I and you know be didn't really call out, was on work at on time, all those sorts of little things that you know are expectations. You don't get a gold star for being on time. You should be on time every day at your job. But I just mean it is nice when you don't have to babysit your employees to do things like that, because even in today's world, it is. So that's kind of what I mean. Like I was just a good employee um, and reliable. Cool. And, and so that that's in my mind, I was in a good position and I was doing the right. So anyways, I was already planning to move out of the city that I was in to another one. And I, and it was a very small team of us. And one of the hardest things at this company was training new people because it was very nuanced to what we did. And I could see how hard it was with other people would come and go for the company to be able to make up for loss of a person. Like even someone taking a day off sometimes would make it really hard because there was not, there was like five of us. Okay. So, um, I had been planning to leave and I had told them in advance that I was taking another job in a different city and I was leaving, but I told them about a month and a half, two months in advance, because I said, I wanted to let you know that you all have time to find someone to replace me because I understand how hard it is to fill this role and how long the training takes. Well, some things went on to where the company ended up in sort of this financial situation and they ended up actually laying me off earlier than when I was moving. And their answer was, well, it's because you're leaving already. Rationally and logically, I totally understand that, but I still had about like a month still. And I was making, bringing in the most money. I had done all this stuff that I felt was like showed my loyalty And due to me being so loyal (laughs) and telling them that I was taking another job instead of waiting until two weeks, giving a two week notice, because you know what would have happened? They would have let somebody else go, not knowing that I was about to leave. Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group, your full service diversity, equity and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. 
We can help you develop organizational change that actively engages everybody in your organization, turning resistance into energy and motivation for change. Let's talk about where you'd like to go and how to get there. Start with a visit to kgdiversity.com. And so where I understand a business to business, if you can't afford to pay people anymore, things have changed. I get that. But that is an example for me where it really did change my pers- my personal perspective of how do I show my loyalty and what does that look like to look out for myself in the future? Wow, that, that, that makes me think of when I asked you some of the questions, some of the things that you did to show your loyalty, but thank you for, for sharing that. It makes me think of, for me, loyalty, part of loyalty was coming to work even when I was sick. Right. It, Which I also not, did. <laughs> not, not, not missing a day. And I think that that was so misplaced because what I didn't understand is that they were never getting the best of me. And, and if I was coming in when I was sick, I was prolonging that illness. And that meant that maybe for two weeks, instead of one week, they got 30, 40% of me. I'm sniffling and then I'm making other people sick. So yeah. it's just so interesting how we look at that. I think today people are like, please stay home. We're we're in we're in the we're we're still in and people think we're done with the pandemic, but we're still in the pandemic with more pandemics coming, and that's changed too. Please stay home. Do not come into the office. <laughs> Don't bring. No. Did you say you were sniffing? Sniffling? Oh no! Please, please stay home. So it's it's re- it really is interesting, and I think that it's a challenge. I, I like talking about this with you because I think it's a challenge on both sides. I think it's a challenge with companies. How much do I invest in people? How much do I um, develop those people? Because at some point they're going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think those two, so my example and your example of like what we feel like loyalty look like or has looked like, I think is all rooted in this perception or the way society has told us, like, this is what it looks like to go above and beyond and do all of these things that may even put you in a compromising position for your company because X, because then X may happen, right? They may look out for you, may not do this, this, they'll, they'll protect you. And that's what I kind of get from like both of our examples is like that kind of mindset, but it's a little, you know, uh, it's a little naive in some ways. <laughs> I, I I think that the guiding light for loyalty or the the foundation for loyalty should have been and should be today should be what is best for my employees. Yeah. What is best for the company? And when you think about it that way, you'll understand that. What's best for your employees is not always the bottom line, the the immediate bottom line. Correct. It it is the bottom line, but it's not always the immediate bottom line. Well, why can't you come in today? Well, I'm not feeling that well. Well, I have have to do something for my ailing grandmother. I, I have to do those things. And when you get those things done as an employee, you can come to work 
with a mind that is not bottled up or burdened with all these other things that that have to happen. I'm not saying that employ employers have to deal with every problem that or issue that comes up in your life, but if they can some some way work as if we know that there are challenges out there and we're here to try to make sure that those challenges don't impact our work as much. Well, Reggie, you always say the leader is going to be like, I have so much to worry about. Now I have to worry about the, the you know, the burdens that people may bring inside. But and so I just bring that up to something, you, you know, you always say on, on our podcast and we talk about leadership is, you know, how do they have the bandwidth to worry about what may these what may seem like micro issues, right? But they're really not because we're talking about I if if I know to, I'm feeling really sick and I can say to you I can't come in today. I'm feeling really sick and I know that you're going to be like, okay, she always comes to work. She's feeling really sick. I understand. Now I'm coming in the next day or whenever, thinking they were grateful that they were understanding they wanted me to rest and now I'm probably going to come in and work even harder because I feel seen and I don't feel like I'm just capital and if I don't come in because I'm sick <laughs> that the whole company is going to like crumble you know so it's like the impact of how we deal with people's personal situations is far greater than trying to think about the financial loss possibly on that singular day <laughs> I I I, I... Yeah, I I told I totally agree, and 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 I think that the reason you and I really want to talk about this is because I think individually we have to recalibrate what loyalty looks like to us as employees, and I think yeah. corporately companies also have to recalibrate. It, it's a new new time. I I you you gave a little story time. This is not a story. It's just an anecdote to someone talk to me about is that during COVID, they had a meeting and their CEO was on the call and she had children and the, and the kids walked into the, into the, across the screen and, and all that. And what it did for the employees is it made those employees feel like, wow, that's a person that I always thought of this, <laughs> this executive as untouchable, but but now seeing that person in their environment do, struggling with some of the same issues that I had to struggle with, wow. It, I, I think that it impacts how people approach their job as well. Just now, what we've been able, now that we do so many of these video calls and video meetings, um, that, it, that it's kind of changed how people look at management and everybody throughout the organization. Yeah. I mean, I will say that that culture does start at the top, right? Like if you're going and, and your managers or the people above you are sort of creating this culture where like they're not even taking time off, they're killing themselves every day. And you're seeing that as like the norm. Um, you might adopt that even just subconsciously. Yeah. So I, I want to thank your the your generation and those uh, below. Where are we at? We at Z now, or what? what, what <laughs> I don't even. I was actually just thinking that the other day. I'm feeling like 29 and old, so I don't know. <laughs> well, well, because I, but I do think that that you guys have had 
had a major impact on how we look at our commitment to corporations, which oh yeah, which has made corporations look at their commitment to individuals. Oh yeah, retention looks totally different now. <laughs> it, it 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 really really looks different. Well, I, this was a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I, I love. Um, free agency, but I'm not, and that's in sports, but I'm not sure that I love it as a CEO. Yeah. As as a CEO, free agency, the ability to move from company to company to company, it is, it is one of those things that's tough. It's, it's a tough thing to, to work through, given the fact that you're, you're, you have to be super competitive now. You could keep yeah. people. You could keep people. Maybe we're giving them a little bit more money, but money is not all now. Always the commodity that, that people are are trading in. Yeah, people want the freedom because you can get paid as much as you want if you don't have time to enjoy what you're making and use what you're making. Then you're just going to work and going home. Wow, look at again. It's it's always. Great to have these discussions. Hopefully, um, from this, it'll spur some more questions for people that they're thinking about how they're going to approach their career, but also for companies who are trying to figure out how to navigate this new workforce that's out there. What you guys are, what you and below are looking for in in a company is totally different than that fifty years with a company. Right. Yeah. And and on top of that, you know, we talk about commitment, we talk about loyalty and all these words, you know, more people are going to interviews thinking like, okay, I know you're interviewing me, but what are but what are you going to do for me? (laughs) You know, the whole dynamic has kind of changed. And on top of that, there's also more popularity and people being independent contractors. People don't want to be tied down. They want to be able to do multiple things. And what does that look like? Because if one uh, opportunity becomes so large that now they're going to leave this other thing because they don't have the time anymore. Now companies are competing with other people that are, that are also wanting to utilize an individual. <laughs> no, and, and that's true. That's a whole different <laughs> ballpark and thing to talk, things to talk about because there uh, today being being able to have that kind of flex time and work work from home and things of that nature, I have a fireman friend who works three days on and four days off. So he 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 has always had other interests. He got three, two two and a half other jobs. Now because of how the workforce has kind of recalibrated, is that you're right. A lot of people are saying to themselves, "Well, I have I have three or four interests." Yep. How, how can I pursue all of those? I want to play my trumpet in the evening. I like to, uh, what, 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 um, instrument did you tell me in true for a day you did not play? Um, I, I, I forget which I one. I played it was. the saxophone and I played the bells. I didn't play the guitar. Unfortunately. That's what you said. That's what yeah. you said. <laughs> so I want to play my saxophone in the evening. I like to do some arts and crafts, uh, during the day. I love to do some marketing stuff as well. And then I like to see if I can dabble in some sports marketing. Yeah. Yep. And people, people are trying to, are, some people are figuring out how to make all of that work within, within their, 
work responsibilities, if you will, or work. Um, well, job. and the one the one uh, income source is a time of the past these days, not just with how the economy is, but there is just is a lot of propaganda out there around like, you know, having multiple streams of income to be able to gain wealth. And if you have, you only have a hundred percent to give. If you're doing five things, you can't give all those five things a hundred percent. And as, as a CEO, I just want to tell you, I don't want to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do not want to hear that you got five, that you have five inches. Right. I I need I need some dedication to this. And if you can't get this done, now I'm today I'm been more flexible than ever, saying okay. You don't have to do it at nine from nine to five, but I do need this tomorrow. So if you do it between you know six in the morning and eight at night, I don't care. Right. I just need I, I still but I do need it by tomorrow. But you can't tell me you can't get it to me because right. you got fi- you have five other interests. And it. but that's the world we live in today. And it, it is becoming really problematic. Well, I would tell you, I have loyalty to this program. I'm Reggie Ponder. The, and this is becoming inclusive. That is Catherine Potts, who is the co-host. And yeah. we want to thank you guys for com- uh, for watching the show. Yeah. And don't forget to like, share, comment. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. All your feedback is really helpful. I, I love the part about what you don't like, because we can always talk about some other things. We yeah. can we can address some other things as well. So please do so. And we'll see you folks next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group, your full-service diversity, equity, and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. Learn more and continue the conversation at kgdiversity.com.